Helvetia Rocked is a Swiss national association raising awareness about gender inequality in the music industry while supporting, promoting and connecting professional female, inter, non-binary and trans artists. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be part of an empowering community. Find out more on our website helvetziarocked.ch Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Musicians in Conversation is sponsored by Suiza, the cooperative society of music authors and publishers in Switzerland. Hi everyone, welcome to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. In this episode of Musicians in Conversation, I'm talking to Lana Ferra, who is a multifaceted musician, artist and rapper. She also coaches the Helvetia Rocked Music Lab Beatmaking Workshop. We discuss the challenges of moving to Switzerland from the Dominican Republic as a child, using her music to speak for those without a voice, and the healing that comes from being able to party. Lana Ferra also shares with us two of her tracks and answers an audience question. Remember, if you have a question for one of our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, here's my conversation with Lana Ferra. Hi, this is Lana Ferra and you're listening to Helvetia Rocked, Musicians in Conversation. Hi, Lana Ferra. Thank you so much for joining me today at Musicians in Conversation. How are you? I'm fine and thank you very much for inviting me. That's my absolute pleasure. Um, I'm going to start with the question that I ask everyone and that is how did you get started on your musical journey? Um, it's a very long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am start. I started writing like some diaries and some notes about my life and thoughts, and then um, I started dancing. I was a passionate dancer. Yeah. I can remember when we um sat before the television and waited. Be- I waited that our um, favorite video clips came. So from. <laughs> What were they? I'm so interested. <laughs> Missy Elliot was like the 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 thing Thin- we. <laughs> Do you know what she makes music for dancers? Yeah, you yeah, know that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and it was so funny because I was thinking about that, and then I remembered like shit. We didn't have YouTube, so you couldn't go and check it. So you have to be on te- as a sitting in front of television and yeah. wait till this comes you know exactly it was like whoa these kids will never understand the yeah. patience that it <laughs> takes to wait for your favorite video and the happiness you felt when this happened right <laughs> yeah. they will never understand it i feel sorry for them yeah. because that joy we're like yes it's on come 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 everyone is Viva on. and mtv it was like every time on yeah yeah and then we we, we tried to to did de- to do all these choreographies on yeah. ourselves and um, and to build something own and on the base of that. I, I loved um, 
all this uh, Lil Kim and <laughs> yeah, Missy Elliott and also. Uh, Did you like um, Foxy Brown? I yeah, don't know Foxy how old Brown, you are, yeah. you see. So I'm, I, I don't know if my my references might be a bit before Queen your time. Queen and all this. Yes. Yeah. But Shona was not so known. But when oh. I heard sh- her voice and the style, she was so fast. So it was the first woman I heard doing double time rap and yeah. really rough so the voice would it be would it be da, ba, da, ba, da, ba. and I was like oh my god I'm in love yeah. <laughs> and imagine. yeah I, I was like searching for a type of woman I can identify with yeah and so I started to print the lyrics and to try to rap in this um, velocity <laughs> and so I started to write in Spanish like in the same flow she did in English. Right. Yeah. So you're listening to her in English, yeah. ingesting the um, the rhythm yeah. of how the words yeah. are hitting the beat. Yeah. And then for you, because you are from Dominican Republic, yes. right? So your first language is Spanish. Yeah. So you were like, okay, let me let me take this in. Let me do it Lana Ferro way. I don't know if Lana Ferro was existing just then. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe it was just Jennifer, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that a way in which you would advise other young people who want to start rapping? Is that a good method of of finding your own voice? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm doing this today yeah. still, yeah. Like, because w- when you do it a lot of time, then you get, like, very comfortable with a f- type of flow mm. and a type of building up the lyrics and if you want to lose that or 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 to get bigger <laughs> so you have to like um check out some other lyrics and also some other styles to yeah. to to get open no? yeah so, absolutely uh, this is for me the way to <laughs> yeah. to learn and for you like going back to um being a young person being around music what made you decide that like rap was your thing mm-hmm. you know um, as a child, I would love to be a singer when I grew up. So I always say that. So like, I want to be president. If not, then um, singer. If not, then yeah. <laughs> something in the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah. So this was something I, I was connected to. And my father is also a singer, not professionally, but he sings every time and everywhere. And yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I always wanted to be uh, like he was, is, and but my voice was not so great. So okay. it was like, okay, so this is not the best thing I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dancing was like re- really, I I I loved it so much, and I have to say it was also very challenging to 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 be on stage with my voice because it was so long, something so. Um, personally for me and intimate and I can remember I was in a workshop rap workshop and there was guys and always uh, only one girl and I had to perform something uh, a song I already wrote and I knew very well and I I um, the tears came just down because oh. I was so uh, uh, like nervous, yeah, nervous. intimidated. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I really could feel this, um, 
das, äh, ich sagen, Widerstand. Ich sage es in Spanisch. Ich spreche Spanisch. Ah, genau. Okay. Widerstand like, ist like Resistencia. Resistencia, like a resistance. Yeah. Right. I felt this resistance when I tried to sing before of people, in front of people. Because it was something holding it back, like, no, this is only for me, you know, like, I don't know, yeah. And then I was crying there and it was so uh, special also for these guys. They were looking at me like, what the f***? Yeah, because <laughs> they haven't seen vulnerability before. Yeah. But, well, I mean, how did you overcome that? I'm really interested, especially uh, for people who might have had the same feelings, mm -hmm. because a lot of times we we forget that, when we start with music it can be very personal yeah. just for us it's in our own space it's in yeah. our bedrooms yeah. it's in yeah. but then there has to be this moment well it doesn't have to be but often if you want to progress there's this moment when you transition from your room to a public space mm -hmm. and you allow yourself to be open to criticism or to just being viewed by other people so what What was that like for you, and how did you overcome that resistance inside yourself? Um, I practiced it a lot of time, and and it was like for a long time also. Like in dancing, you uh, for me especially, it was so easy yeah. to express things, but also to hide things. And in the voice, you can hear everything if you don't can control it so yeah. you will hear if i'm nervous you can hear if i'm sad you can, it was as you would be nude yeah. in front of all these people so i tried to get in control as this in control and um, yeah and i um, got better at that and i felt so well when i could be rough you know and mm -hmm. strong and now um i am doing these transitions to to be soft and that's okay you know yeah. like how can I <laughs> open up and don't lose control like yeah. yeah I'm always fascinated by rap and by hip-hop and by women especially who rap I'm not gonna lie I've always wanted to be able to rap what are some of the advice that you can give to somebody practical advice to get better at rapping because there's I feel like there's so many elements to it mm -hmm. you know you've got the beat you've got what you're saying you've got the flow you've got to fit it in you've got to give mm -hmm. you know so how can someone get better at rapping it's important to listen a lot of music and to sing or rap with the music and also I can remember when I um, find some notes or from the past I always wrote some at school like you had this sheet of yeah. I don't know German lessons or math <laughs> and one on one side you you can read like I was trying to do some rhymes you know yeah oh, that's amazing <laughs> that's so cool. and it's it's so funny because um I I started very early when we were like teens no with the um, dancing and then I tried to to do rap yeah and then we recorded um an e EP But then I I lose that a little bit and went studying social work and and yeah I I was thinking on my own like I didn't do a lot out of it yeah there was like unfinished business yeah and then when I started doing my debut album then it was like okay I really want that and yeah but when I when I f see the notebooks of of this time I always was writing yeah. so it was like always there. 
Oh, that's amazing. I love that. You actually reminded me of, um, I went back to London recently in the summer and we were clearing out our old garage and we were, um, I was finding some old books, my old school books. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh my gosh, look at that. I found a notebook. And there was a rap in there. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> and I was never a rapper. But this was more like a, we used to call it MC, because it was like garage music, so UK garage. So it was an MC, more than like a rap, traditional rap. But I'm reading it, and I'm like, what kind of flow is this? Like, it's, there's no rhythm. <laughs> but it was the only one in that book. There's nothing more. <laughs> so you could tell that I sort of looked at it and then gave up, you know. <laughs> but it's funny. It must be so nice for you to like know that you've got this history of like writing and and making notes you Mm -hmm, know mm If you are involved in music as a hobby, profession or both sign up for free on the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory It's a platform for women non-binary trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry For singers instrumentalists bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers, and many more of all levels. It's about visibility. It's about community. It's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information, go to musicdirectory.ch. I have a question for you. Why does rap sound so good in Spanish? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why does it sound almost the best? Like I know, like say, like hip hop is known to be like in English, but every community has their own. But mm-hmm. Spanish, mm-hmm. for me anyway, it sounds so good. When I'm listening to your music, I'm like, yes. <laughs> so what? What is it about the Spanish language when it hits a uh, hip hop? Spanish is like a very um, a good language to rap because you have a, a lot of vocabulary yeah like, yeah and la pa ka u you know like yeah like the sounds of the vowel sounds uh-huh. and you can rhyme a lot of words and you can like yeah it's yeah. <laughs> and in in swiss german so i i tried to to write some times in swiss german but it's so difficult because you have all this you sound like you're beatboxing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in Spanish yeah. you have like la casa da 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 ba, ba. you know, yeah. like it's more. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's already got this sort of rhythm to it that that it seems natural. But I think now the people are doing a lot of mixes. You know, like rapping in one language and letting it sounds like another ling- mm. language. So there are. Uh, Can you think of examples? There's a rapper from Bern, I think, Pronto. And when I heard him the first time, I was thinking this is English. So that's to do with his accent, the way he's rapping, or or just the way that he, the way that he uses his words. Yeah, the way he uses his words when he makes the breaks. It's I I I can really explain what it is, but it's so special when you can like let sound a language like something else it's like wow (laughs) yeah yeah and and i think um there are a lot of people doing more of that also to let swiss german sounds a little 
bit more um, cool yeah <laughs> or, or or better for the ears I don't mm, know <laughs> and, and maybe even more accessible to yeah. people who might not be Swiss German as well yeah, yeah, yeah. but e- even though you're rapping in Spanish how are local people especially here in Basel receiving your mm. music mm-hmm. I would say that the biggest part of the crowd is Swiss mm-hmm. or like multi cultural yeah <laughs> and the latin people i i had the experience that they like likes very much their own um rhythms and uh-huh. if you don't do this then there are yeah there are a, a little group that are open for that you know yeah. like it's it don't sounds like reggaeton or it don't sounds like the typical hip-hop things yeah they know so it's like very Uh, different yeah and we mix a lot of things we mix a lot of um with one band we do like latin brass balkan beats you know like with my band we try um to put some latin rhythms but there is also a lot of techno somehow (laughs) and like rough music and powerful so it's not so danceable in the traditional way yeah. when you think of salsa or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's a mix and yeah, you have to be open for that, no? And so they are like um, slowly getting my things yeah. and getting to know it. So, Well, let's take this moment to listen to the first song that you are sharing with us. It's called No Se. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No Se. Uh, what, was, what is this song about? Um, I wrote this song in the spring 2020 when all the things with Corona and so started. And for me, it was a very special moment because um, I um, quit my job at the ending of 2019 because I was ready for uh, do more music <laughs> wow yeah and then it oh came like not so cool <laughs> so you quit your job at the end of 2019 yeah. not knowing this pandemic was around the corner yeah so this sort of security that you had before um wasn't there because you thought you know you're gonna do your music mm-hmm. and then 2020 happens <gasps> But I have to say, I, I didn't have any of securities. It was like a very big step in my life, like letting everything behind me and go, don't know we, where it will take me. So yeah. And then it came like that, uh, I don't know, like, you know, it was so bad at first, but then I, I tried to handle it and yeah. somehow, yeah, I have to say it was very important that this happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did it affect you personally when you say like it was important? Did it make you slow down? Did it make you reflect? What was it? Yeah. So there was like this moment of inner peace. I didn't have this for a long time. Like we were with Kalemi on tour. I was in Mozambique. We were in Toronto, Canada. We wanted to go to South Korea and maybe Japan. It was like crazy. And my old band was also playing a lot of cool festivals and the other band it was like wow and then working and you know when you when you are on tour and then you come back and and then you there are all these uh responsibilities responsibilities yeah yeah like it got too much for me 
a lot of things also happening in the world, all this um, Black Lives Matter yeah. thing. And I got so emotional and it was so, so heavy to, mm. to carry it in on my side. And then I wrote No Sir. And it's like, I, I don't know really like what is happening. Can anyone answer it? Because I don't really get it. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and in South America, there's also like always um, difficulties. People going on the street, all uh, also the women march, mm. and yeah, it's like wow. And I think the difference is also like now you get all these issues in your house. Like you don't have um, these walls to to give you security or or yeah, yeah you know, like you don't feel safe. I love the fact that your song speaks to the the whole side of things like I don't know like mm -hmm. we don't know there's so much happening mm -hmm. but we don't know what the answer is mm -hmm. almost mm -hmm. you know well let's listen to Nose
born in Dominican Republic. You moved to Switzerland when you were very young. How old were you? Ten. Ten years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you speak Swiss German when you first came? No. <laughs> right, so you had to sort Learn of go everything. through. Yeah. How does that affect you as a person coming from such a distinct cultural background and finding your own identity within that? We were very happy about that at first <laughs> because um, we lived there like um, we had not much and it was like, well, we are going to the richest country in earth. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get a good uh, a good education and get a good job and you can earn really good money and the system is not so corrupt and there is not so much of um, violence. Mm. And yeah, so we were happy and we came here and we were like so impressed about all these playgrounds everywhere. And we were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the 10 year old, yeah, and but yeah, it was like challenging to, to get um, in the society, yeah, so, because there were not a lot of black people, also people of color or black people in. Uh, the school and also in this little town and yeah so but racism was also uh, an issue in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. you know like it's um, but here you you couldn't really experience it wow. in, in, in did you experience racism as a as a young girl yeah oh my god mm-hmm. how would that manifest if you don't mind speaking about that how would that what would that look like uh-huh uh, yeah the little boys in my class were like really mean, mm. <laughs> saying things like "you, you monkey" or I don't know, like. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, and later on, also like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so sad to hear. I'm really sorry that you've had to experience that in your life. How does it? How do you reconcile those, um, those experiences with? who you are now like what wh- how do you consider your own identity now hmm. it's like um i i really think or i'm grateful for all the things i experienced in my life because this make the person i am now so yeah. and you can say it's so easy and it felt so bad sometimes <laughs> but yeah like you have to do the best out of that and, mm. and to grow. And yeah, for me, it was very important to not discriminate other people. Mm. But this was also an issue in the Dominican Republic. We had there like the Dominican felt and feels today as more value than the Haitians. Yeah, often. yeah. And I experienced it there as a child. And yeah, it was like, it doesn't feel right, yeah. you know. Like you, you as a child, you can feel it. This is not how it should be, and yeah. So I, I um, got this uh, mission, little mission for myself, yeah. <laughs> to speak up for people that don't get heard. Or yeah, that's wonderful. So you've used those experiences to like put into your music. Yeah. And to give a voice to people who who aren't heard. You also have a, a project called Walk-In Closet Project. Ah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. What's that? 
um, yeah, I was sitting there with some friends and we were thinking like, what wanted we do? Uh, there is a lot of things in Basel happening in culture. So what can I do? And then we were all girls, no? And <laughs> someone said like, oh my God, I bought me this and this and I never wear it. And yeah, couldn't we do like a, a flea market for, for teenagers or young people? Yeah. To share because the flea market were there like more for older people. Yeah, like, not yeah. so cool clothes, and, mm. and they, it wasn't so cool, you know. And <laughs> then yeah, we thought like yes, we can sell our clothes and get more clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, I took it to school, and then they thought um, yeah, you have to do some rich research. Yeah, and. Then I got in this uh, sustainable um, issue and then I thought like, okay, no, this is not the solution to like sell clothes to buy more clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so I came back to the girls and said like, hey, sorry, we can't do that because na 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 na. And told them like, what's, what's the problem? And also the cause in the world. Yeah. By in the production process of clothes and all the things, and then we we came to to the conclusion: okay, no, um, we want to do like uh, these swapping events um, that you can offer the things you don't need anymore to someone who need who needed. So, yeah, and so we started doing that. They were an organization named um, Public Eye, and they do a lot of sensibilisierungsarbeit. So they give a lot of information and they have also petitions like you can sign um, for more better uh, conditions for the for the workers in, yeah. in, in Bangladesh and, and all the things. Yeah. So we try to inform the people about the cause and also like to to offer them a possibility to exchange things without money and yeah. without like I want to have I have a. Um, Gucci jacket, mm. so you have you have to give me like something that has the the same, the same value. value. It's not about that. It's like you don't need it, then give it to someone who need it, and yeah. know about like I wanted to get something. You know, like yeah, yeah. I love that concept. <laughs> so in 2012, we had like five other um, cities that won't be also um, doing the same thing. So Amazing. we coached them and it got so big. We have now like um, these kind of events in over 20 places in Switzerland. So. <laughs> That's so um, amazing. So this just started from you guys having an idea, yeah. something so simple as, hey, we, well, first of all, we got this project to do. And it's grown into something that 20 other places and cities around Switzerland are doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's so inspiring, even for anyone who's listening who might have an idea of yeah. how they can make a difference, you know. Yeah. Something that can start off just like a simple idea can actually develop into something that makes such an impact. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm so glad that a lot of people came also. It was like a topic that a lot of people can connect with, yeah. you know, because we were a lot of young girls and um, dressing cool is so important also as an artist, you know, like you always have to, to look very nice but when you know it's 
um, the conditions to produce these clothes are so bad, then it's like, yeah, overwhelming. You know how yeah. to do. And if you can like connect it to such a, um, yeah, event, a fun thing, then it's so, it feels cool. You yeah. know, you can go and yeah, get something. And I think also the, the relationship to this clothes is so different. So I experienced on my own because if you go to a um, shop, you, if you have the money, you can get everything you want, no? Mm. But if you go to an event like that, it's like, may you have luck or not? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you briefly mentioned one of your projects, Era 404. So that is like, you've got the Balkan sort of music sound, you've got the kind of trumpets and stuff, and then you've got like hip hop in Spanish. How did you guys get together? <laughs> I went with a friend to a concert (laughs) and she knew the trumpetist who was playing this night and then she told him after that hey she's a rapper (laughs) and then he came like what you're a musician and I was like "Uh, yeah I think so (laughs) and then (laughs) he told me like oh I I play in this um, brass band and we were looking for a rapper since years and they tried like nine or ten people who wanted to start it to rap yeah. with the band and it uh it did, did didn't function and then i came to um some of their rehearsal and then yeah we started to to work together yeah, <laughs> yeah and this is now five years it's amazing it's so nice to can play to be able to play again and if you play so much then you 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 can really feel how it it connected each other so yeah and the last three concerts we did it was like yeah we (laughs) we can really feel it yeah (laughs) yeah what was it like with the audience were they really i'm imagining they were waiting for so long for some live music hey it was so cool because people really enjoy it and before corona they were like you did two very nice gigs and yeah. then there was one that people were like in the mood oh i paid um entrance so please um yeah get me something cool so i can get in the mood it was yeah. like bitchy i don't know so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it's different like people really really appreciate it and this is also like something um a process i did because i felt so offended at the beginning, when people say, like, you are a party band. Right. I was like, no, I, I, I'm i not an entertainer. I'm not, you know, like, mm. I felt so of- offended. And I learned, like, it's also okay if if they just have a party. Because this is so important in life that you have, like, these little places. You can forget everything yeah. else. Like, it's also a kind of healing you can offer not just writing a very difficult lyric you can also like just offer this space yeah oh my god I, I I completely agree with you because the space to allow yourself to have fun mm-hmm. and to party and mm-hmm. to like, when you're when you're in a space where like the music's lit and you're dancing that is a space where you forget everything Mm. your worries your you know and it's such an important role that the Mm -hmm. musicians play who are bringing you there or setting up the scene for as an audience for you to enjoy Mm -hmm. you've been extremely busy right doing so many gigs 
up and down, up and down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But an audience question uh, from Lauren is, what is in your rider? Hey, we are very, very, very um, easy with everything they offer us. We had like uh, tea and honey and some mate tea, you know, for get awake. (laughs) But we don't, also the whole band don't really drink. Yeah, so we are not so uh, complicated, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's very nice, a nice easy band. <laughs> I have another question just very quickly. What is it like, so so your music that you're doing now is going to be uh, with a band. Mm-hmm. So how is it sort of transitioning in terms of, do they listen to your music as it's recorded and try to play exactly how it was in a recorded setting or is it more looser and more kind of... Um, so we... Um played a lot of the songs I did in my debut album mm. and this was from a producer or some producers. Yeah. And so they try to be part of it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but now we are um also we had we have a different producers, two producers, and they build up a beat. Mm-hmm. And then I came with I come with with the melodies and harmonies I am thinking with the voice you know yeah. and then I meet up with with the percussionist or the saxophonist and then we check it like mm, how could it be so would you is this outside when you meet them is that outside of like a practice room yeah oh that's interesting yeah. and it's very challenging also for me to work with professional musicians because they have another understanding of rhythmic sometimes yeah. you know and then they are like eh, yeah, the rap no 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 and then you, uh, you don't talk about excuse me excuse me you stick to your trumpet and you let me worry about the rap okay but no I I, I was at first like that like you know I, I know what I can and this is like my um expertise (laughs) but now I'm like okay you know I can learn also how they think and they they uh, learned it at school yeah yeah Lena Thera thank you so much for your time thank you for your conversation thank you for inviting me and the beautiful time we had (laughs) (laughs) thank you Uh, please introduce your second song that we'll be hearing today yeah after no se I wrote Cuerpo y Alma and it's about um, the balance between uh, the body and the soul. And it was like the answer to Nose. Like Nose was like, I don't know. And then Kurpiyama came like as the answer. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can say like it's about to recognize that we need to get together and un- un- unified. Yeah. To get bigger and to can change something in the world and we need all to start with ourselves and to heal heal ourselves so we can yeah grow and make this world to a better place Mientras pasen nuestras venas Pa' que fluya la sustancia Que elimina lo que no me 
sustancia Que active los glóbulos blancos Eso que en tu cuerpo llegan a cualquier rincón Y detienen la célula mala de cometer un delito Yo repito, que no hacen falta Mente sana, cuerpo sano, por esa razón Hoy te fresco la mano Nunca olvides que somos hermanos y hermanos No solo somos ciudadanos, sino habitamos Todo en este globo así que llamamos tierra Escucha este ritmo y entierra La envidia y el odio y cierra El corazón a la competición Entremos en acción con paz y compasión the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, check out the website, sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. And if you like what you've heard today, please share it with your friends. Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson. Music is by Jesse Quartz.